Buzz Buzz Babies, we are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz, and you know we love Kickstarters on this show, and we got a doozy for you folks. Tony Gregori is back with writer Dave Crispino, and they have a badass time-traveling monster gorilla awesome comic called Ancient Noise, and it is live on Kickstarter right now. You can either get the single issues or the trade. We are super pumped about it, and I'm super pumped to have these awesome guys on the show. Gentlemen, how you doing on this fine? saturday hey blake how are you <laughs> good man it's good to you see you again. well <laughs> yeah quite an introduction it's quite an introduction i like Shiny to start hype. up here so that as it tapers off when it falls apart tired. you know it's yeah. just <laughs> as we get real tired all right I'm tired talking now tired it's tired real... in our old age it's yeah. hard sitting around talking about comics as i've learned <laughs> yeah. i don't feel like it is no it's, it's not it, i love it <laughs> um, i imagine doing it doing it a couple like you know multiple days a week would be difficult that's that does that. get I, tricky yeah. uh it, it just we'll just because if i could just get rid of my day job we'd be set like you guys are my third interview this week but it's cool because now i have like stuff in my pocket so i'm not scrambling every week trying to schedule something right. so i like that part um yeah yeah always always have a always have a thing up your sleeve right a card or a gun or a knife or something knife you gotta or, have something as long as you don't bring a knife to a gunfight <laughs> So this is so Tony. This is your second time on the show. So now I get to call third you. Third time, bro. I think it's the third time. No, uh, what? Wait, was it? No, I was on for Dust Pirates, wasn't I? And then I was on for St Starweed. Oh uh, no, you just just Starweed. You didn't. Uh, oh, really? You didn't come on for Dust Pirates. No, oh, we just we talked we, over we, Instagram a couple times. That's right. We probably talked about all those projects. So I yeah. just got it all mixed up in my head. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've been involved in your comics for the last couple months. I mean, like involved, <laughs> yeah, like not that. like I'm on your creative team but like i've i've covered a handful of your comics uh, the last few months but i get to now you are now a friend of the show i get to say that now second time you're yeah. on you become a friend of the show so you I, bob france and kevin cuff you're unofficial friends of of blake's buzz sorry i'm honored but I'm, <laughs> I'm honored no i'm honored i'm honored you know it's like marketing like he's the marketing manager now he's the guy yeah Blake's the guy <laughs> hey i would love to be the kickstarter guy like I, I, it's so awesome. Like, I don't really know how it happened. Um, I just, people started hitting me up. I love Kickstarters, I guess. And I get excited about them, but yeah, people started hitting me up wanting to, uh, it started with the blog. I would do write-ups on the blog and then I started this crazy podcast thing and, and yeah, I, a, a lot of my shows are with, uh, guys with current Kickstarter campaigns and it's fun. I like, it's like, uh, I know you, I know it gets kind of nerve wracking on the creator end, but as on like a consumer, uh, you know, blogger end, it's cool. Like, you know, watching the numbers, getting to, getting to listen to you guys do like other shows. And, and then I get to be like, Oh, cool. My interview is better. And, <laughs> uh, and but yeah. And so Dave, this is, this is your first time on the show. Welcome to Blake's buzz. Happy to have you. Um, Hi. as we were talking I, in the green room earlier, uh, these guys, this isn't their first rodeo. These guys, they've made a bunch of comics and they've made a bunch of comics together. Uh, so how did, how did this dynamic duo happen? Like, where'd you guys meet? And you obviously, I mean, you must like each other a little bit cause you keep making projects together. Yeah. We're all right. I think, I think we <laughs> like each other. All right. Yeah. We um, like each other just fine. Yeah. It started with like, uh, with, uh, Joe Keating and Layla Del Duca. Um, Layla is a mutual friend of Tony and I's. So like one signing she had with shutter like years ago, what, what was that? Let's, I could look at a Kickstarter and like probably say when 
was it was that the dc one 2015 so Right. Somewhere around 2014, 2015, uh, Layla was in DC and, and I was like, Hey, like, do you know anybody that would like to make comics with me? And she's like, I know just the guy. I think, I think you guys will really hit it off. And so she, uh, she got Tony and I together and we Ooh, got on the phone. Yeah. She's like, we you know what? I, some know emails. A, I know another Italian, bald Italian man that you could be related to yeah. gentilly. So. <laughs> Who, who has like East Coast ties and it's then, yeah. then we start finding out it's like, oh shit, like you live down the street from here and like, oh, your family's from Delaware and like, oh, well, yeah, my family's my from Maryland. From, yeah, my mom's from where you live. Yeah. And then you lived out here in Montana. Yeah, it's just kind of like, it was meant to be. Yeah. We were meant yeah, to be like in this I, lifetime. I moved to Montana in 2007 to 2010 and I think Tony and I were like ships passing in the night, but yeah, regardless, I moved here in 2012. Yeah. So we oh, both have these world. weird ties. Yeah. We yeah. both have these weird ties to each other through like, just, I guess, um, I guess you would call it like geographically and then like artistically and, uh, ethnically and ethnically. geographically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Dave. Do you have a cute, do you have a really cute tiny dog too? No, man. I'm a, I have a ton of cats. Ton of cat yeah, here, right a cat. And he's yeah. also, he's like six, two, six, three, and I'm five, eight. So yeah. we're like, we're like, the first thing Tony said Minnesota. to me was like, well, I thought you'd be small. <laughs> <laughs> when, I came to, when I came to uh Missoula to, to, to hang out with him, I was like, Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> like, yeah, he's gonna come up, come to Montana and bully me around. This isn't gonna be any fun. It turned no out way. just to be a sweetheart. It was just us uh eating barbecue and wandering around that, yeah. that sweet, sweet yeah. Montana air. Yeah, I think I got food poisoning from that barbecue. I think I did too. Yeah, we went to that that like art and music festival type thing, and the, and then like I, I got like trapped in a bathroom during a like a performance art. Oh no! So there was like this super quiet performance art going on, and like of dancing and what I don't know because I couldn't watch it, but like <laughs> I was just like in the bathroom just like sweating just fucking sweating yeah. like it, it's in this like community art center thing in a warehouse district where it's all these like artists who like rent the space and yeah. they just destroyed their toilet it was great i love that yeah and then it's like yeah, I, I disappeared for like like 15 20 minutes and i was just like in there waiting for like noise because it's just like <laughs> it's fucking awful um Whew, yeah, that was good times, good times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad that uh, the meetings happened and the toilets were destroyed because you guys are making really great comics together. So what, however, however it had to happen that we got here, that's that's all that matters. Sorry, sorry to all the toilets out there listening to the show. No offense. Like sometimes sorry for, uh, for the Zootown arts community here in yeah. Missoula. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah. Maybe next time I won't. <laughs> don't eat, don't eat barbecue before a dance show. No. Yeah. If you learn anything, yeah. anything today, kids, from this show and these gentlemen, it's well, now, every time I walk by that restaurant because it's downtown, I, I smell it and I just get that tinge in my stomach of a sudden. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I, I'm going to shard it. Like the flashbacks come, you're like, no. Yeah, I don't want to name the yeah. place. You know, I don't want to be it. We could have just got a bad patch. And yeah, maybe whatever. Yeah. 
but you know, if you could, if you live in Missoula and you know there's a downtown place that serves barbecue, that is no bueno. It could have been a mixture <laughs> of things. It could have been like the barbecue plus we went. And I think we got like ice cream or milkshakes after that, and I'm some other the barbecue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've never we'll had a milkshake. It. Do me wrong. Like I've never. I don't think I've ever gotten sick from a milkshake. I mean, I'm lactose intolerant, so I've been there. Oh well, you probably yeah. got sick from. A milkshake. I think I might be be becoming lactose intolerant. Yeah, as you get older, it happens. It creeps up on you. I wasn't until I hit about forty, and then I just. I see that a lot with people. Like my friends are a few years older than me, and like my buddy just had to totally change his diet. Like he used to be all about like spicy foods and stuff, yeah. and then like after forty, he was like, he like can't eat tomatoes and citrus and stuff now. Like no, I can't. Man. I can't eat red meat. I got I developed gout when I hit forty two. So like I there's certain things i can't consume like alcohol like if i do it it has to be very sparingly like, yeah dude that's... A, once a month i'll go out and have a drink with some friends and that's it and it's i can't drink too much either because i'm afraid yeah. of like it's terrible it's out. the worst pain i have i have it or i will so knock on wood i haven't had it since i i found out i was diabetic and like changed i'm i still don't i still i'm still not like diabetic genius i'm an idiot with what i eat a lot of the time but i changed a lot of what i ate and like i don't work at that bar anymore. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay like <laughs> yeah that was weird i was like is he eating this shit like you posted it was on good. Instagram today. It was, i mean it looked delicious it was pretty good <laughs> The, yeah, I, I just like my gal, my gal kicked in. I was like, "Oh, that's rich as fuck." I can't. Yeah, when, when I now that I don't drink and stuff, and and I don't eat as many sweets and stuff, like I haven't had a flare up in in a few years. But yeah, man, that mm-hmm. that pain was that yeah, shit's just terrible. gnarly. Yeah, I remember uh, when it I, first I happened. I just woke up with it one day. Like my, I woke yeah. up and like I was like, "Oh, I got to take a piss," and I hopped out of bed and I was like, "Why is everything like it's on fire?" And then like my oh. at one point, my buddy said my foot looked like a beached whale with Vienna sausages sticking out. Yeah, of it. yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> and people ask what it feels like. I say it feels like you have a burn under your skin that yeah. you can't ever get any relief off of. Like you can't ice it down. There's nothing you can do. You just have to wait it out and drink black cherry juice and yep. water and just wait it out. There's well, nothing like you can do. Juice. Black cherry juice, like from the, the stuff that you get, the the real not from concentrate stuff, like the pure shit. Yeah. If you, that stuff's great for it. Yeah, it it's like it's like and, a it's like super serum. Yeah. So I always have a couple Delicious. bottles of those in the house just in case. And uh, I just my diet now is just like poultry and salmon and then like eggs and turkey bacon. See eggs, you just put avocados. eggs on a hot dog. It's good. Like, eggs. Well, I don't eat hot dogs though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hot dogs and eggs are all right. <laughs> I don't eat red meat, so. Oh yeah, I man, yeah. I I don't know. That would be that would be hard to do. Like all power to you. I mean, that's gout. Gout red meat is the, yeah. the killer right there. If you can get rid, if you can get rid of the red meat. You'll feel even more better than you do now. It'll just, you know, not to, not to bring you down, not to, not, to, not to tell you what to do with your diet. Dying, you fuck just you dying inside a little bit. It, yeah. It's like every time I you see one of those like. I, I love like animal videos and stuff like the, the you know, like dog adoption videos and stuff. And I always see people like rescuing like like these pigs and cattle and take them to rescue farms. And it's so cool. And it, like for like a half second, I'm like, man, I shouldn't eat you guys. Like I just and then yeah, I just, and then either. you pigs smell that bacon. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah, pigs are too smart. They're too smart for me to eat. My partner stopped eating meat after we watched the movie Okja. Oh, yeah, really? That movie was yeah. pretty intense. Is yeah. that the one with the big, weird, giant animal thing? Yeah, like a big pig hippo thing. Yeah. Same guy yeah. who did uh, Parasite. And, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Really good. I need yeah. to watch yeah. it. He did that kaiju movie, I think, too. Mm-hmm. 
It's great. Yeah, that movie is yeah, I don't, excellent. Yeah, also like uh, two in a fish in a can is horrible for you. I don't know if you know that. It's disgusting. I, I wouldn't, I but hate that stuff. Yeah, okay, cool. Because <laughs> I didn't know that either. And I thought because it was fish, I'd be okay eating it. And I was eating it and I was still getting these horrible flare-ups. And then I looked online. And that's like one of the worst things for you. The, like the preservatives and stuff, right? That's yeah, what the oil that stays in, it bads it for gout. It's just like the worst. Yeah. Like, it's even worse than alcohol or red meat. <laughs> I was like, damn, I've been eating this shit like fucking <laughs> Skittles. Like <laughs> I like I like cuts of tuna, like the red, beautiful yeah, tuna yeah. No, steak. I, 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 I eat that. But like, I, yeah, the tuna in a can, the... anything in a can freaks me out. Like uh, I just yeah. don't trust it often. Except for like jalapenos or something. Yeah. Yeah, like peppers and stuff are okay. See, this is how you get around with not like getting sick of talking about comics all the time. You just talk about other shit when you're on podcast. <laughs> and then eventually you'll get around to comics. Man, well, that's what everybody tells me. They're like, I really like your show because you guys just talk about i mean we talk about comics a lot but like, talk like people gout. talk about life yeah yeah gout, yeah, talk about gout. <laughs> like, every, gout like gout and diabetes this, this show's about to take <laughs> off like i'm gonna get all sorts of like medical sponsors the, out of it the wilford brimley podcast where we talk, get to talk about betis and fucking gout <laughs> well, like, oh you know what you should eat is oatmeal a lot of oatmeal yeah we <laughs> like transition yeah we t- start talking about Cocoon. That's next for this little family. But I watched just watched Cocoon two the other day. That movie didn't. I haven't seen. I, okay, first of all, I didn't know there was a sequel. I knew yeah, there was a sequel. One. It's basically oh, just the, it's the first one. Just just again, again. kind of. <laughs> With the I, I want i want to make like a shitty action movie just so i can have the sequel log line be like it's the first one again yeah if it like for like, like a comedy like that could work like maybe. yeah as long as the jokes are different yeah we could do I shot part two i mean was there a part one yeah no wait the part yeah. there was a part what? three right I don't, I don't know if there's a part three. Oh man good thing this isn't a movie podcast we'd be yeah no <laughs> Uh, going no, down no, no part three there's a part one yeah hot shots hot shots part two there was a first one okay yeah saw just, shit in the theater yeah i just like remember when he makes out with stuff. her nose like kiss me like i've yeah. never been kissed before yeah. <laughs> one, right. of the best, one of the best scenes is it I chopper harley movie. and he, like, yeah. she like pulls her mole off to give to him her beauty mark <laughs> yeah. yeah she like uh, puts it on his face too she's like Doop. and yeah. she keeps it in that little fancy purse Man, yeah. a, what a good movie! What I mean, like, what a good, terrible movie, and I miss and Leslie Nielsen, and what a genius! Yeah, early '90s, uh, just ridiculous, absurd comedy, parody comedy, absurd parody comedy. <laughs> we don't really I get those like, anymore. I mean, like they, I think they I, died I haven't with seen like one in a while. Movie. Yeah, yeah. They, well, because they, they did like, like eight of them. They fucked it up. They ruined it for yeah. everybody. They rode that into the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they killed it but in yeah, like the bad way. Those Zucker brothers did the Naked Gun movies. Is that the? I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and there was what three or four of those? Wait, three. Yeah. It was thirty three and a third was the last yeah. one. Then mm-hmm. they did that. They had that one Lethal Weapon one that was Samuel Jackson and Emilio. Loaded weapon. Yeah. Weapon. Yeah. 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 The Zucker brothers. Yep. When I was a kid, I was all about those movies. Reggie Jackson trying to kill the queen. That was great. I was just obsessed with anything Leslie Nielsen was in. Like yeah. uh, the the spy was it Spy Hard? No, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spy there was Hard. A spy Hard. Uh, and then like Dracula Dead and Loving It was so oh, man. He's so good. Oh, he was such, such a talent. I'm drinking vine and eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, that movie definitely uh, a summer. My friend and I spent a summer just like watching that movie every other fucking day. <laughs> like and, and rewinding the part where like they're all running down the steps and they step on Renfield's crotch. And he's like, hoi, hoi, hoi. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, that shit's excellent. Oh, man. 
bring it bring it back the memories and him and mel brooks like shouting like expletives at each other like <laughs> like <laughs> screaming in the in the coffin and walking away yeah that's good stuff mm-hmm yeah. So that, well, that's funny because like I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys about like what kind of inspired you. So writing time travel, like to actually trans like a, to transition from like movies we watch to things that you guys create. Like what 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 where do you get like time travel ideas from? Because time travel is so hard to do. And that's why we did the story the way we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh yeah it, I mean it started off like he and I I don't know like I wasn't. I used to be a retailer. I used to be a manager at uh, Collector's Corner. So I would always, I'm uh, here in Baltimore and I would just like walk around and look at books and things like that. And then one day I was like thinking about how I wanted to do like a, a Kang the Conqueror. But if he was like, um, like Monsieur Mala or uh, what's the ape from DC, the other ape from DC that I can't think. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, no. Groot. No, Groot's the tree. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, that, no, not no, Groot, but Grod. 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 Damn it. Yeah, I don't like uh, <laughs> on the tip of the This tongue. is the worst Anywho. comic book podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who's this, Gorilla Grod. Who's this <laughs> iconic DC villain that everybody yeah. should know? And if you take <laughs> who's that Gorilla one guy? Grod and you take Kang, the Conqueror, and you put them together. And I was like, first, like, let's do this whole like malevolent thing where it's like he's a bad guy and like we thought about that kind of stuff so we were doing like we did tony and i did like a couple like little shorts like little yeah the first thing things. we did was uh the adversary though wasn't it right but like it was the very with, first yeah thing but like with the ancient noise stuff and the time travel stuff we we were like is this quantum leap with like like a quantum leap-esque thing or like back to the future or like any of those other sort of like 80s 90s time travel things and then like we were like, well, what do you like? It's one of those things where as we progressed down the story, we wanted to focus more on like who these characters were instead of like the situations that were they were in and like what it would mean if like time travel was just like this ho-hum thing. It was just like, oh, we figured it out. And like it's used to go back in time to like put things places. And then when they come back to their normal present, they can like mine it or like use whatever resources that are, are like used to like you know if it's grown or like mineral deposits or whatever so it's like time travel is like a ho-hum like very like blue collar thing and then it's like well what does that mean to a species that hasn't really experienced consciousness on this level as like as far as like silver our gorilla i know that it's like also like oh tongue and cheek silverback gorilla anywho but like what does it mean if a hyper intelligent ape like existed and 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 was like wrapped up in this time travel thing and it's like well he would would he do the things that like we would do where it's like try to rewrite time and try to rewrite history and so we got into those talks but like our characters soon like showed us, I felt showed us that it's just like, it's not about that. It's about like experiencing life as a whole and like either for in a forward linear, more linear, but like horizontally, we start going into this like sort of horizontal stuff where it's like multiversal shit and time travel shit. And just like, where do we exist? And what does it mean to be like, I guess, like, what does it mean to experience all those things and like also be a human that like has these like maybe taking advantage of a super science? And like, what does it mean to like, I don't know, I guess, live in a world where it's not that big of a deal. But at the same time, you have to look inside yourself and figure out like, well, what can you do with this instead of work? 
And so it might be this whole like analogy for what it means to be a laborer and what it means to experience imagination on a broad level for like us making comics and things like that. It's like you go back in time and you could do your research and you can do all your like studies and your and your exercises and your things like that. And you're like, oh, I wish I could have went back and redid this or I wish I could have went back and did this. And then it's just like, but you can't because if you do, you're not going to be who you are now and you're not going to be we're not going to have the things that we have now if we tinker with then. So it's like you can't you got to you got to embrace embrace who you are, what you are, yeah. when you it's about are moving forward, about moving forward. Exactly. And that was the one like, reason of that. <laughs> I think I also like, yeah, I think uh, what he's saying uh, to add on to that is that that would be like, if say they were to go back and kill like Hitler, baby Hitler, that's more of like a plot story. And I think we went more like character focused where it became mm-hmm. more about Jack's evolution and silvers and their, their friendship. And then the crew of the one-on-one and then Brock's evolution you know, and it became more about that and how doing this job or having this scenario play out for each, how it changed each of these individuals. And I mean, the rest of the crew of the one-on-one, we really didn't have much room or time to get into them. I think if we did more, which we've discussed, that we would probably focus on the crew a little more. Nice. Because to flesh them out a little bit, because it feels like a character thing. Because at the end of the book, uh, we kind of like looked at it and we're like, wow, we created, this is like a superhero team origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our opinion, like at the end of it, because you have like, this core group of people at the end who have been through this trial and they have this ability and then they've evolved and they've like come to some self-discovery and they've conquered like an obstacle. And at the end, they're all together. And the end of the book is basically not a spoil it, but it's, it's basically about like moving forward and like, uh, getting past the past you know and i think like if you go back and you like change a uh, like kill baby hitler then you have to f- explain what happens and where the ramifications of that and then it becomes about that and you can't really like do anything else you can't go anywhere yeah. you're trapped in that thing you know and also like time travel in reality if you think about it i don't I, i'm i'm not a physicist clearly <laughs> <laughs> so but I imagine like what people call time travel is also multi-dimensional travel, right? Is there a difference? I don't know. I just exactly. know that if you fold space yeah, and I your ship the, goes through yeah, it, it will go to hell. takes a piece of paper and he's like, <laughs> oh, if you take this piece of paper and you fold it right here and then you poke it through there, you basically shoved your head up your own asshole or whatever. <laughs> And I feel like a lot of those time travel stories, unless unless it's like really neat and clean and like you are like, I want to tell a time travel story, like Looper or something. Then you have to, and even Looper, if you try to pick that apart, there's definitely holes. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, there's holes in all of them because we don't really know how to do that yet. So we don't know how it would really look, you know? And I guess there are rules, but are there really? Can there be rules for a science that hasn't been (laughs) discovered yet? I mean, they they say, exactly, they say there are. There's rules to this made up thing. Yeah, uh, which can't. Like, is there rules adamantium? You know, what I mean? like, <laughs> is, there, is there rules to? Well, there used to be rules to vampires till fucking Twilight made them like twinkle in the sunlight like diamonds, and it was just like. So I mean, you can break the rules, and yeah, we're and... telling stories. The rules are yeah. meant yeah. to be meant to suit the story. Not, I don't bend the story to suit the rules. Especially people that are like, I read story. I want escapism. Like, man, and it's like you get your escapism, and you're like, but. I don't see Dragons don't breathe fire yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm guilty of that too sometimes. I'll watch a thing and I'll be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, my friend was uh, my friend was brought up 
of Rock Lords. Do you remember that uh, old toy uh-uh. from yes. the 80s, Rock Lords? And yeah. I, 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 I might have seen it tangentially as a kid. I was like, I saw it, but I didn't really like, wasn't like Transformers or G.I. Joe's or anything. And they brought it up and we were talking about it. And I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what are they fighting over? They're rocks. They don't eat anything. They don't, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do they do? Like, they just lay around. Did they face the GoBots too? Did they go Yeah, they had a movie. The they had like a, they had a cartoon. Oh, they the are GoBots. from GoBots. That's what they, what it is. Yeah. They, I'm like, well, what's their motivation though? Like, like what? You know, I get transformers. They're trying to rule an energy source on a planet, and what they, you know, they consume things, and they run on electricity or some shit. You know, even <laughs> that has like some sort of. They have some motivation, but they're just oh, rocks. Shit. They don't eat shit. They don't fucking do anything. Do they reproduce? Well, listen to this cast, bro. Like Kelly Savalas, <laughs> Roddy McDowell, Margot Kidder. Holy shit! Like, yeah, dude. Like it's this is like a cartoon movie. Yeah. Yeah. And what are these called? Mineral bots? No, no. <laughs> Rock lords. Rock lords. Rock lords. <laughs> which which are part of GoBots? Yeah. No, but that's gonna be in the next book that we make. Mineral bots. Yeah, it's got, bots. it's it's yours. You, yeah, you guys nice. can do better Thank with you. it We're than I can. <laughs> We're uh, we'll put you in the liner notes. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Did that answer your question? <laughs> <About> <laughs> about time travel yeah or what we yeah. thought about yeah time basically we didn't think about it at all <laughs> but yeah. i think that I think, I think that made it work is by by not thinking about it and fo- having cool characters and yeah. like i and I, I love i love dave's writing but I, I mean i've i've fangirled over tony's art already and like i he just blows my mind so like his that's distracting enough um with a cool story with cool characters yeah you don't really care about time travel it's like okay like i get it they went back in time and this is how it happened and this is yeah. how our our you know awesome gorilla dude becomes even more awesomer and is like yeah oh that character they, have, they, they, have, they fight a cool villain at the end and you know you get a some cool little action set yeah. pieces and stuff and yeah, yeah is it a fun story i think we took a more like holistic uh approach to the science of the book like it, there's I, th- I think there's more like aspects of spirituality and like shit yeah. like that yeah than, well like, you touch on it for just a science. second with like the the bodies like when they die out in the field yeah. like mm-hmm. get, yeah. get born again in the pink goo and Mm-hmm. Yeah. reconstitution and clone yeah like clones and all that kind of stuff like you start talking about that <laughs> i love it and when he's are- like uh when, he, when he's like i'm not a clone i'm just like a me that was grown <laughs> yeah it's a difference if you were a clone like how the fuck would you like <laughs> your head? i'm yeah. like uh, yeah no i'm really i'm just an, a me from another source you know? <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, and these are like all stuff that that Tony and I like wanted to seed and like explore when we ultimately return to this at a later date and time, I think. That's exciting. I'm really stoked because I mean, because it ends well, you guys, I mean. You, but yeah that i didn't even think about the continuation of it now you yeah. have kind of made like this new super team like that's so yeah. cool yeah and then we can actually do some of those things that like we can do more of a time travel centric story of say they have a mission like yeah. oh we're gonna go change this thing in history and they go and do it and then we can like kind of focus a little more on that specific like a i don't say monster of the week but like a more you know yeah it doesn't have to be like an overarching like serial oh, like yeah like like that saturday morning we could like you know there's talks of us like focusing on that like saturday morning feeling of like serialized sci-fi adventure where you get that like one and done issue with 
you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a joining like arc. a like a treasury, like a thirty pager or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You guys write. You guys write great fucking one shots. Um, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, so like, I just read. I just I just read Taft Surgeon. Sturgeon. Yeah, tell us about that. Oh yeah. man. So like that reminds me of the Zucker brothers and Leslie Nielsen. I was about to say when we were talking about that, they kind of like I don't want to say because Captain Sturgeon is not a farcical book, but there's a little bit of that vibe of that era in that book. Like absolutely, yeah. So he's he's a little bit silly, but it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's about four. This was about forty pages, right? So yeah. I mean, it was it was it was a nicer, nice girthy one shot um, with some really good art, and it's about this well i mean he's he's kind of a cop and then he leaves and goes to the private sector um mm-hmm. it's like a private so he's like a social worker yeah some like an intergalactic social worker who goes yeah. to a, a like, private sector because he's had a had it with a yeah. with a, uh, like a intergalactic child protective services agent. yeah <laughs> yeah he has to go out on his own be a, be a freelancer and, and save and save <laughs> some kids on a yeah. on a crazy planet that looks like a giant baby it is a giant baby. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a giant it's a cosmic baby. baby. That's right. Yeah, also, yeah. Taft Sturgeon is essentially he, he is a love letter to John Candy. Yeah. Okay. He is like John said. Candy. Yeah, John Candy, Spaceman Spiff, like who is Harry Crumb, Uncle Buck, like it's all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. We even have I mean, Eugene Levy in it. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's the guy who has the worm coming out of his ass. He does. Oh God! Turn me around! Turn me around! I can't see anybody. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that scene. And also, that, I think that book is like it's it's uh, all, almost all ages. So like that that's something that we, that's uh, we a, yeah that's a we want that was to play the goal with. too. Yeah, we want yeah. to make something that we could like give to younger like I could take because I'll do stuff around town for like at, at schools or museums and there's kids involved and I, I can't really like point them to any of my other work. Worst dudes. Like, yeah, I can't definitely definitely not that. Here you and, go, kids. Sign. Ancient Noise even by, is way signed by yeah. Tony. <laughs> yeah, and Ancient Noise is way too violent and subversive for them too. So like, yeah, there's some there's some gore. Yeah, so like Taft Sturgeon is definitely like one of, one of the ones I always bring. You know. Yeah, there's a couple like shits in there maybe. Yeah, maybe? But that's that's all. It's like pop poop, poop humor. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not dick and fart jokes. It's more no. fart, fart humor. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what the. That's what makes an all ages book is, is, is no, no dick, no dick jokes, just farts. Yeah, farts, farts are right. Okay. Yeah. No That's poop. Right. Just farts. <laughs> no, no actual poop. Just, just no excrement, fart. only the sounds. <laughs> and that yeah, was also a... just something we wanted to do. That ran in the back of Shudder, the last couple issues of Shudder. So that was okay. So that, that, we, that we one you guys didn't up. kickstart? We did. We, did. we kickstarted oh. the, the collected version, okay. but it ran individually as like a, was it a five pager? It was like seven minutes. It was like seven, five page minis in, uh, in the back of Shudder. In the back of Shudder. Yeah. Layla and Joe were uh, kind enough to allow us to do that. Yeah. They asked us, do you have any ideas to run in the back of Shutter? And we're like, well, we could just run Ancient Noise and like, we'll come up with something new. And we're like, all right, well. Yeah, about thing. a week. And they're like, what about this? Yeah. And then Tony came <laughs> up with a name. It's like, what do you think of yeah. this name? I'm like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking yeah. of like Taft, the president, you know, he's all portly. But then yeah. also like uh, John Candy always, you know, he's a fish, like Taft Sturgeon. He's a fish. He loves, he loves fishing. He's got like a fisher's cap and where John Candy always loves fishing in his movies. So Sturgeon was like something that popped up in my head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like great outdoors, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then you also oh, kind of, so I mean, so there. that's like another, another, like, so that, that and ancient noise are, are some sci-fi and, mm-hmm. and you guys just really feel like you, I think you feel like really at home there. Like you guys write really great sci-fi together. 
um well, what, thanks what would you late like and then you kind of then you kind of dabble into the horror and fantasy a little bit with like adversary and um the that malediction of maxwell um what is it maxwell <laughs> maxwell fitzsimmons right yep. yeah okay that's that's like a uh, lovecraftian horror yeah i'm i'm walking around real quick i have to turn this light on because i can see just like me getting darker and darker and darker, <laughs> and darker. uh i i mentioned to, to dave that like you know his the his prose and in, in uh in maxwell fitzsimmons is like is really like lofty and poetic and yeah. really like i don't know it, it makes like a really cool uh vibe i don't know and it's so weird how uh, how yeah, much i love, I love lovecraft like that's like one of my favorite books that i've ever really i like i like your monsters and your 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 like the monsters in the cave and stuff man like that's the tentacle yeah i almost said tentacle porn it wasn't tentacle porn it was tentacle horror tentacle horror um but yeah you're really good at that oh thanks uh i just i love doing it because it was so like uh that's not something i ever thought i would make because i never was into lovecraft and david's like let's do lovecraft and i was like well i'm not really I just was never into it. And then as we started like developing it, thinking about it, I was like, oh, I really, you know, I, I wouldn't want to live in this sandbox, but I could definitely plan it. You know? Yeah. It's so, crazy how popular it still is, especially without like controversial, like everybody knows he was like a racist asshole and like, but it, it sucks. Cause he's so he's responsible. I mean, I mean, shoot, dude, we wouldn't have the office if it wasn't for Lovecraft. Like he started the mockumentary technically like with, <laughs> with Cthulhu, like it was written like, as like an actual like report like a journal entry for yeah. a scientist and so he kind of started this whole like mockumentary deal that like just took i mean uh found found footage horror is attributed to him like all that stuff like goes back to him which is kind of it just sucks when you always have to like i don't know when i yeah, mean whatever. you know if, i'm sure if he wouldn't have done it someone else would have done it too right? that's true that's true people saw it like that's, kill your yeah, heroes. yeah. <laughs> Well, I I have a buddy with a podcast who um, he never wanted to 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 do interviews with pros because so I always think of like a podcast as like uh, like kind of like I look at like our our night shows that that we all watch you know and it's like you have your hosts and they're funny and they can talk but you have guests you know like other people you don't just watch this one guy talk for an hour and and my buddy man he's like no I'll never have a comic guest on my show and he's he's always scared of like meeting someone. And they turn out to be an asshole and it like ruins it like ruins comic books for him. But I haven't had yeah. that experience yet. Like I haven't had anyone on the show where I was just like, there's like, not a lot of assholes in comics. Like I don't I mean, that's how mm, I feel. I would say that. <laughs> no, I said there's not a lot of assholes. I I mean there are assholes <laughs> I'd for say sure. Thirty five percent assholes. Thirty five, yeah. That's, that's I fair. think that's a good that's a, that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. 70 30 split well i'll take it i'll yeah, take yeah. it i don't want to be hyperbolic and be like oh half the industry is assholes no but there's definitely like a good chunk of assholes yeah it's like truck owners it's just like there's not a lot of them but there are some <laughs> there's a small portion but i don't know fuck them fuck them all <laughs> yeah i think like you know they're they're people and if you know i don't know if you're doing a show and you you're meeting somebody for the first time on the show you're kind of like it is russian roulette or you know you are yeah rolling the dice if you're going to be like even have chem- chemistry or like they could just be really quiet and you're just you know you don't know what you're getting into so i get it yeah you gotta have to get to know people first and talk to them yeah and, like you know, i mean that's that's on, social right? media helps with that yeah. too like you can kind of tell um, or like listen yeah. to them on other shows you know if you're yeah. like if you know Oh, they're really talkative and they don't say anything horrible and they're not rude and you know, have fun. And yeah. if they're go go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I've also know. found that like a lot of people. Kickstarter, like a lot of the Kickstarter people are just really everybody has been really friendly and cool. 
um with, we hungry yeah like, <laughs> like it's uh, that that like that but that that passion like, you know like is is there like i i kind of talked about it the other day of like uh um like because i i was talking to charlie stickney and and i mentioned how he reminds me of like a a guy like in the in the bleachers like taking like when people are running track and he's like writing the numbers down like he's a college recruiter and i was like because i feel like he he finds he he backs a lot of kickstarters and stuff and does a lot of stuff with and he does his own stuff on kickstarter but uh you know then like you know all this stuff will like pop up at scout later and i'm like i'm like oh like he's kind of um, but I feel like, I don't know, man, I, I feel like Kickstarter is like that passion is there. And it's like, I mean, some people don't need it. Like, I mean, Tony's writing for Dark Horse and like, you know, some people I just, know. I don't write anything or he's drawing, he's drawing it. <laughs> Sorry. Very clear. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, it, there's, we're getting this like blend of like, you know, from like main indie publishers to, to Kickstarter, but I don't know, man. I just, I like how excited people are about their campaigns and other, other people's campaigns. Like everybody's just there to like promote each other. And have a good time and try and make comics and i think you guys i think it makes for a good interview when you have people on the show like they're just like they're just excited about it you, you you have to be real excited about comics to take all of that under your own wing like i'm gonna do my own promo i'm gonna i'm gonna print it find out how to print this book myself you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna organize all this with like you know a few different people and and just take take all that on your own shoulders and like do that like you got to kind of be in love with it to, yeah right i know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe not i mean i love this is what i do i mean i speak for myself this is what i do every day so i do for a living this is yeah. my life so i love talking about my work and you make it because i make the books because i want people to read them more than like you know getting you know clicks on the internet or anything i want people to read the books and yeah get a good t- get some enjoyment out of it you know um does it so get less stressful like like this i mean now that you guys have like been you know that you've been around the block a few times or are you still it is it still like i don't know dave are you like a refresher are you looking at your kickstarter like right now like <laughs> absolutely i uh, i look at them a couple times a day but yeah i i mean i've probably looked at it like i don't know three or four times i'm looking at it right now again now that you say it i'm like where are we at we're at, we're at uh three thousand four hundred and twenty three out of five thousand which is um was that 68 percent 68 percent Six you guys have been live eight days, a week. Nineteen days. We got left. nineteen days. We've got nineteen days left. It was a thirty-day campaign. It is a thirty-day campaign, but I'm sure when this airs, it was a thirty-day <laughs> campaign. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, uh, next month, or actually this month is like it's my ten-year kind of ten-year anniversary of writing com- or my journey wow. of writing comics. And I just realized this by looking at my first Kickstarter, which was funded. Uh, October 10th, 2012. And I mean, Tony and I have done one, two, eight. We've done a few Kickstarters. We've done seven. We've done seven together. And then as a whole, I've done nine. Um, And I mean, everyone's every, every, every Kickstarter is different. I I mean, as far as myself, like I'm trying to establish, like, I guess, you know, like a brand or an under, or like just, a body of work that people can go to and like check out. And there's something for every genre as you were talking about earlier. Um, He and I do science fiction. We do horror fantasy uh, um, in the new thing that he and I are doing. We're going to do like a horror fantasy romance. Like there's just like aspects of stuff that we want to get into Nice. um, that from Mm -hmm. the adversary that like, 
I wouldn't say that it's in the same wor- world, but it's like definitely probably like the same type of feeling, like thematically almost, like just kind of heroics gone sour or like love gone sour at times. But like, I don't know. Um, Kickstarters get get easier and harder. Uh, I want to say that like around Ancient Noise 2, which was in 2018, like I stopped having to get my friends and family to like funnel <laughs> money into it. Because, like, I would have to, like, give them money to, like, put into the, oh. you know. So, like, it's only since the the past three that, that like, I've been like, oh, like, I don't have to fucking ask everybody to, like, I don't have to give them my money to put it into this project again. But, you know, that's neither, like, I, I don't want to say it's neither here nor there, but it's, like, it's tough. Like, you were saying, like, you do your own marketing, you do your own advertising, like yeah like getting i mean working with tony is a breeze it's just like you know like what do you want to do let's do this okay and like i take however long to write a stupid script and then i'm like here's this dumb script and then tony's like here i'll make you look good and it's just like (laughs) that's done but then it's just like then it's you know you got to get a colorist you got to get a letter you got to like i but you know thankfully between he and i like we just know some of the best people in the industry and, and especially in the indie industry and like he's got you know uh, uh just like you know a, a handful two handfuls of great colorists and great people who want to work with them and like we have letters who want to like you know are just like yeah of course i'm going to letter your book yeah of course and then like you know i have great people with that to help me on the back end as far as like getting pre-press done and like mm-hmm. having pre-press done and putting the book together and having all that stuff is just like so fucking yeah, priceless. Right for roberts and jimmy george yeah mike riley like these these riley. people yeah like i just we just have like good folks working with us all the yeah. time and like constantly i'm just like how the fuck how the fuck did this happen <laughs> <laughs> like it, but it's just you know like you were saying like, the work in you know we've been putting the work in this is my right, yeah it's, it's work right october 1st will be, be nine years full-time october 1st for me. wow so and i've been and before then it was like six or seven years trying to break in kind of maybe since like 2006 2007 i finally broke in around 2012 i started doing it full-time if, whatever you want to if you want to call that breaking in or not and it's been nine years doing nothing but drawing comics so and it's just putting in the work and then, uh, you know, trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be that day. So you're easy to deal with. And, I, you know, we've doing this for long enough to where we, you know, I, I've, we've had some moments with some collaborators that went awry, went left a couple, one in mm. particular, but that's just like life, you know, like yeah. it was all because life happens. And, you know, that moment in time, you're, <laughs> you, you and another person butted heads and uh, you just cut ties, you know, you move on, but you don't like dwell on it. And then like everyone you work with, you just try to be easy to work See, with it, and fun. And have I, fun d- I dwelled on it though. Like I, I butted heads with some people and, and broke away. And then I was like, I'm going to make Blake's fucking buzz. And I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to take over comics journalism. Well, I mean, there's not, nothing wrong with spite. Like I fucking, you know, I've had people right. piss me off. So and, spite, spite's I mean, okay. Dude, dude, you got to understand when I started doing this, I was bartending and I remember vividly one after, one evening getting off of work and we're in a parking garage of this, uh, this entertainment complex that I was a bar, I was a bartender at in this nightclub, like on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, I was getting off of work with one of my other buddies who I work with who's a bartender. And I just uh, went back to art school and I was like late 20s. And I, I just enrolled in art school and was like, you know, I want to do this art thing. I don't know where it's going to go, but kind of want to, you know, it's the only other thing I know how, how to do, like, yeah. is draw. I'm not really good at anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, what do I want to do with my life? You know, where I want to be in 10, 15, 20 years, you know? 
And I'm like, well, let me try this out. And I was telling my buddy, he's like, what do you want to do with that? Why are you going to art school? He's like, I don't know. Maybe I want to draw comics. I always want to draw comic books. And he just starts laughing at me, you know, like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, oh, okay. People still do that. And this is like 2000, oh. 2004 or something. And I was like, yeah, I, I see your comics are still out there. You know, like, what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and uh, every, I think about that. I think about that night, and I, I that motivated me because I was like, "Well, fuck this guy." <laughs> 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 and that's kind of like, and everyone else who told, who laughed at me, or, or or just ever told me that I wouldn't do it or to stop or do something else. That just I just added that to the spite bank. Like, "Well, fuck this person." The spite yeah, bank. <laughs> And You've then, like when I had a falling game, out, folks. I had a falling out with a collaborator. This uh, a collaborator one time. We had a big, big argument, and they they kind of did the same thing where they're like, "Ah, oh, you'll never make it, or you'll never, you know." They shit on my work. I was like, "Okay, well, we'll, you know, we'll see." Oh man, <laughs> you know, we'll see. And that was I couldn't imagine ever saying that five years ago. <laughs> like. I don't even, I don't, I won't even review a comic if I don't like it. I just won't talk about it. You know, like, oh, no, it was me. a collaborator. We had an argument. You know, oh, okay. Had, I just, I just couldn't, I don't think I, I could ever look at somebody and be like, your art sucks well, and you're never going to make person, it. Like, the person didn't look at me. They sent them on the email. So it's easy. To oh, send okay. Well, yeah. I, oh man. I could email some terrible shit to people. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what did, so. well, I'm glad <laughs> you proved him wrong, man. And like, and I'm like, I'm still shocked. Like, uh, I, I know what the last time we talked, you mentioned, cause I, I recently, I told, uh, so what I, what happened, Dave, is I, I never saw or didn't really know Tony's art until, um, I got excited for dust pirates. Cause I, uh, Kevin and, uh, Kevin and, and Bob came on the show and I was like, man, this art is crazy. And that's how I heard about Tony. And just oddly enough, like Tony was just ever like, he was releasing everything like all at once, like in the last few months, like he just was real busy. And then I kind of like, fell into his backlog and then uh and then right around that time oddly enough was when you approached me and you were like hey me and tony have this book and i was like where does where is tony not having a book at like it's just like all of a sudden like everybody was just like coming everywhere with tony as the artist and uh and then yeah so then i read ancient noise and then to, to prep for this i read your guys's other stuff and i read i got i read deuce of hearts which was really cool your your vault work and so yeah, man. I just uh, I don't know, man. It, it uh, that's really cool that you should I, check out comics, please. Wait, what? I gotta buy more comics. Damn it! I don't the shows know. You, always you know, cost I, me money. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. You don't have to buy this one because you can't find it anywhere. Oh. It was my first vault book. Um, you have to find out one of those pirate sites. I'm not just suggesting that you go onto it. But okay. if you did go onto it and you looked up Karma Police, Karma then you police. could possibly read it and then. Uh, Hopefully we get the print publishing rights back from Vault at some point because we maybe want to try to re-release it or something. Okay. But yeah, it was one of the, our, our first. Uh, Chris Lewis is the writer, and uh, we actually kickstarted that one as well. And uh, after we kickstarted it and got it and printed it up and took it to a con, uh, I got picked up by Vault. It was one of their first books they ever put out, and uh, you know it went with like you know you have a new publisher launching a new line of books. Mm -hmm. There's always like obstacles and hurdles and doesn't ever go smoothly so like that book kind of is disappeared because you know for whatever reason but it's still they still have the rights to it and uh oh. there's a couple print editions out there but yeah i don't know if you can find it you might be able to find it on amazon somebody might be selling a trade i'll go i'll go i'll go on the search for it but it's a great book if you're into like buddhism kitsch buddhism with like kung fu and nice uh, demons and weird existential discussions about existence and 
death and uh sounds really there's a lot going on here in the face of violence <laughs> how many how many issues is it four, four. okay yeah. karma police all right i'm gonna look oh, i'm gonna write that down but yeah, mm, it looks like, looks like there's Kindle editions. I've done a lot of stuff. I like the, I've, I've I've enjoyed doing different genres and working with different writers. Hell, I yeah, feel like it helps. It's helped me grow as an artist. So. I I think so too. This is some of your favorite art though of that I've seen in Ancient Noise. Like I don't know, man. Like it's really good. I, I don't I, the stuff that you guys have done together. I think is is beautiful. Just like layouts, pages, the stories. But this Ancient Noise, uh, the art b- blows me away uh the the story the whole i love clone stuff like is you yeah. know like well, when, simon 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 go on colors he really has a lot to do with that he's, yeah yeah you guys great. have a really great team yeah he he gets what i'm doing on a lot of the stuff and i kind of wish in hindsight i wouldn't use so much oh great uh, wash tones because uh that gave him more room to explore with color mm. but at that time i was just kind of like all about trying to figure you're out playing. i was you're playing, playing around yeah i was playing yeah. around you're having so, a good especially time. i think it worked for that book because as it as it went along it got darker because mm-hmm. it turned into more of a body horror thing i feel like it kind of suited that but if we did more i would definitely eschew the wash tones uh and just go straight black and white okay you know, maybe i'd bring it back for certain scenes or you know depending on the story but i i don't know i kind of feel like the next one needs to be more like our our uh a love layer to X Force or something. That's what I want. The next oh challenge of the unknown or like fucking Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah, because I, so, and, and you guys do something that not everybody does. It's, it's happening a little more now, but like, you know, releasing like four or five or more issues of a run on Kickstarter, there, there's only a few people that can do that. Um, and, and I mean, I feel like you guys have a pretty good following. Like, just from reading your previous works, um, like when I was, I'm like one of those weirdos that like reads the the thank you page on Kickstarter it's books fine. to like yeah. see if I can like see like who's cool back back your guys' book and, and like judge you for it and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but like I mean a lot, you guys get a lot of the same names, you know, coming back and and I know I, I've heard that like when when you build an audience on Kickstarter, uh, that that becomes a powerful thing as well. Uh, when yeah. you, you know, obviously when you release campaigns and stuff, but uh because there's so who's uh david david peppo said that like there's three kind of comic book buyers now there's your there's your kickstarter warriors and then your wednesday warriors and then the people that kind of trade weight and get you know like the hard covers and stuff like that and i mm-hmm. think kickstarter like especially in the last year and a half like so many there's a lot more people going to kickstarter um some people for the wrong reasons you know, i don't you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I still don't really understand why we needed to kickstart a comic book that Keanu Reeves was like starring in and co-writing. You know, stuff like that's kind of weird. But I think that that taste in people's mouths that that were like, oh, you're publishing on Kickstarter, or or like in the literary world when you're like, oh, you're self-publishing. Like I don't think I think that's gone. Like I think that notion, like everybody knows, that's kind of bullshit now, and that Kickstarter is a legit place to get good comics. Yeah, I never really valued those people's opinions anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to shit on anybody. I mean, to each their own, really. Uh, Self publishing is 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 not for the fucking faint of heart, but it's also yeah. you know it. Yeah, man, like there is, you have to like all creatives grow and like all like you got to start somewhere and and some of us aren't lucky enough to to start with a publisher or or um with with financial backing 
like, and I don't, I, I mean, and that's, I'm not, again, I'm not shitting on anybody. That's just like no. some of it's just, it's just not in the cards. Yeah. I think so it's, it's like, all, I think the book, I judge them all on the merits of the individuals of the work itself. I don't care how it got put out, who put right. it out, because I've, especially now, the more I've been longer I've been doing this, I realize that how it's just like, it could be just one person's opinion makes mm-hmm. a book go from a yay or a nay at a publisher. So you could have like a whole team of editors who are about it and one of them could just be against it. And that one person would just null and void everything, yep. you know, because they, you know, they have to be unanimous in a lot of these spots. So it's like, I've seen, you see books that are put out that I don't enjoy and I don't consider them to be good or like of high quality. Uh, and then I, and I see books that are kickstarted and I think are amazing. So like, you know, just because a book has a publisher's logo on it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't make it punk great. Rock. It's like a, it's, it's just another version of punk rock. Like this is all DIY. You know, yeah. A lot of us like are ready, willing, ready and willing to do blood, sweat, and tears to like make. Well, so our, the econ- the economics of the industry. You know, like you have publishers, big publishers, wanting to kickstart books to pay to create the books because it's expensive and it's mm-hmm. and it's not easy. So like you know, there's. However you get the money to make your thing, if there's an audience that funds it and you have an audience and you know, you have a readership that wants to read this. So you can't say that it doesn't have value because someone clearly gave it value True. (laughs) or it's not, you know, lower than anything else. Like no one as some of these books, these publishers put out, no one's asking for those books. (laughs) That's the truth. So we're not asking for him. (laughs) (laughs) I think the the last time I interviewed Tony, he was like, he was like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't read X-Men. I don't read. Yeah. Fuck all that. I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, that's super, that's super hard rock. That's super hard rock. It's just not interesting. I like the art and all of those things. And the stories to me are just, uh, I just can't get into the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like here's, here's my to read stack. Yeah. I know how that goes. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, some man, sometimes I get caught up in the deal of like, especially with comic shops, because I mean, you know, you have to do right by your comic shop, right? Or you're like the lowest of the low. And if you like pull or order something, you have to buy it because you, you pulled and ordered it. And so there's like, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with like, when you start adding things to your pull list and, and then that pull list grows real easily and you don't think about it. And I got to the point recently where I was like, man, I'm, I was like, I'm buying stuff. Cause I feel like I have to, not cause I want to, and I'm not even yeah. reading. I don't even get to read it. I'm reading right. stuff. I'm prepping for interviews. I'm, I'm reading stuff for Kickstarter write-ups. People are sending me review copies. Like I don't, and, and I love that, but I also have less time to read like the stuff I buy, you know? And so yeah, as a retailer, I was reading, you know what 75 to 100 books a week wow like like every like because we would get we would get books like mondays or tuesdays tuesdays to be put out for wednesday uh and so like i would just take a massive stack home just so that i could like have that conversation with whomever was reading the book and like talking about like feeling like you have to read something because you have to read something is like for work so it's one thing but like for enjoyment yeah like i definitely like scaled that back but i i definitely feel you like used to read a lot of comics and yeah. and and cutting things back feels really good like cutting the fat off is is delicious it does and well i did it one of the reasons is because i'm so much more into kickstarter stuff these days right. and and i started doing the deal where i was like i'll do digital and be able to back more campaigns and then when people like post their like when they when the cool books come in the mail 
and like they yeah. post the pictures like, up oh. online. I'm like, damn it. And then I, I'm the guy DM and the creator, like, you guys got extras? Cause mm-hmm. can, I, <laughs> can I buy this a second time? Cause I wasn't smart enough to do it the first time. <laughs> yeah. And Tony and I are like print dudes. And so like, yeah. we're always happy to like have our books printed and like, I'm going to have a, I'm going to be launching a website soon, probably like Monday here and there'll be I an see. online store and uh i'm just trying to you know like i said like we're going on i'm going on 10 years and it's like i need to start doing more with my career as a writer um Mm. and a creative and so i'm going to try to get more more of our stuff out there as as easy as possible um you'll see you'll notice that on our kickstarter like we kept it real clean it was just basically like if you've been with us since the beginning you can get issue five and if you're new to, to us you can get the trade paperback um, I haven't included some of our earlier work because in print format on this Kickstarter because I'm getting low. Mm. And I, as if you don't know, or you do know, like being a self-publisher, like you have to order a certain amount of quantities and certain amount of quantities cost a certain amount of money and a certain amount of money and a certain amount of quantities may not match up. So it's yeah. like, we're trying to like be economical, but uh, he and I have also talked about collecting our one shots into like a nice, like Tony and Dave extravaganza. Like an omnibus like, of stuff. But something yeah. that we could take the cons when when we start doing cons again, right. something to have at the table. Because yeah. you know you just you discover a whole whole new batch of readers at cons. I yeah. definitely miss, miss that. Mm-hmm. So how's yeah, your how's your numbers trade. growing from like on Kickstarter? Do you, do you guys find like your Kickstarter campaigns like it, it looks like you get like like more backers as it progresses? Like it I does. mean, what about no, uh, Ancient Noise? Like so, Ancient Noise like has grown. It waxes. It waxes and wanes like our last ancient noise for issues three and four, that combined thing, like that was the most we have had for Kickstarter as far as backers. Like that's the most backers we've had to date. I would like, I was hoping that we would get, I don't know, two to 300 backers because last Kickstarter was 169. Um, And hopefully things like this help like us talking with you and like getting our, our, uh, our our voices heard and yeah. who we are as as cool folks um but i've also realized that campaigns they kind of like have been flowing like for a 30-day campaign you're gonna yeah. get a bunch in the beginning and yeah. some people have huge audiences and they get funded really quick uh, or they get a we, huge chunk of it up front and then we like, find that like yeah our, our campaigns the are like end, the first 48 hours up. are like bam and then like you know you'll dip and then like the last i want to say the last 72 hours like we get another hit so like we've got a lot of um we've got a lot of people who have saved it yeah like you, you can see those numbers yeah, that was um, the same with dust pirates too because dust pirates it seemed like uh i i wasn't sure if we were going to hit that and bob and kev were like don't worry we got all these people watching it i was like yeah but those do those people eventually pledge and they all most of them did and yeah i know i do sometimes like just because there you hear about so many campaigns now especially Mm -hmm. like so like i get to work from home but you know some days are busier than others and so like i'll click on a campaign and won't have time to like watch the the trailer video and stuff and then so i'll just save it and then and then i forget about it and i like i won't think about it again and then i get those emails where it's like you have 48 hours left to do this and then and i'm like oh shit like what is what is all this that's my my email is just i need to make like a separate email just for kickstarters like it's crazy. Like they, I mean, it's good. I, I know it helps you guys out, but like, I don't want to miss the emails because sometimes they're announcing that like I need to fill out the survey and stuff. So I can't like forward them to spam or to where I don't no. see them. I need to see right. them. Um, but yeah, it's just like 
or I got maybe I wonder if there's a way to just turn the updates off and use the app for that because it's just like the app gives me like a million notifications and then and then I get emails for all of them and I'm just like I love Kickstarter guys but this is I'm I'm missing <laughs> you know like when when a guy emails me like hey I want you to review my comic and I've accident and I missed that because it was buried in like a ton of Kickstarter you know and I just kind of missed it I was like oh shit um but now i have now i have a now i have a blake's buzz email so i try to give that out to creators yeah. it's kind of organize things better you know like yeah this is the yeah. emails for work or for the podcast or, or what have you and then these are my you know, i just emails, like, started like, using a calendar <laughs> i've never i've never had a schedule since That's like college okay. you know and like it just you know when i worked in the bar i knew what days i was working I, now that i work at this new company i i work the same you know th the same shift every day pretty much and so i just never really needed a schedule and, and now i'm like oh wait i have like i have to like mark the interview times and when this when the episode's going to release and and i'm like wow this is really helpful because i i just started doing that in the last like week and i'm like oh wow i can like remember like, I, I mean, I haven't had like a double booking or anything yet, but this it definitely the scheduling helps. thing really works. Yeah. Like who would have thought a calendar Welcome to adulting. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to society where we all the rest of us. Have been. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I started I, this week. I wore, I started wearing pants and I started using a calendar. Crazy. Perfect. It's crazy. Perfect. man. It's a whole new world. Tis out the there. season. Yeah. Tis the season. <laughs> It's also cool because like I it's just more and more like people are hitting me up like, hey, can we come on the show? And I'm like, are you sure? Like, yeah, yeah awesome. I'm still not used to that. Like, it freaks me out. Like, that's good. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and and I love it. Most of us, most of us sit around alone all day working. So <laughs> the idea that we can like talk about the stuff we're working on, most of us jump, jump to that. So like with people who are interested, interested yeah. in our stuff. Yeah, which is nice. not just like doing it as a favor, you know. Yeah. You're just like uh, like a uh, a throwaway interview or article in a <laughs> blog that no one's gonna read. <laughs> but I, I try to bring the uh, why do any of these? I try to bring the same energy to all of them, you know, because you never know. You get one person who's reading it or watching it, and it's the first time being exposed to your work. And if you can get one person to check out your your stuff and yeah, might dig it, it's worth it to me. I mean, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but every Kickstarter I've covered has has been successful, and everybody's got go. rich and famous. The Blake's well, toot, buzz, toot. Uh, boost the Blake's, Blake's buzz boost. <laughs> Say that three times. Yeah, be cubed, be cubed, baby. Yeah. Be cute. <laughs> you got that be cute, baby. But I, I, I do have, I, I am on a solid track record. I mean, it helps that like, I mean, people that have come on my show, like people know. I feel like too. Um, Malaka Tikanis. That's not a real word. It is. It's it is. Greek. What is it? It's Greek. Oh. It's like, hey, what's up, jerk off? <laughs> what is it? How do you say it? Uh, Tikanis is Greek for hey, what's up? Or K, like K, K pasa. Okay. Tikanis is like, what's up? And Malaka is Greek for like jerk off. Learning languages, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remember that. She responds to it because my mom, she was my mom's dog. And my mom, my mom's Greek. Oh, okay. And, uh, she always, she always like would, uh, Malaka Tikanis was her, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> and she used to say it to me and she said it to the dog, she said it to my father. It's just her thing. I'm like, hey, Dirk off, what are you doing? 
So she responds, the dog responds to that. So I just say it. That's funny. My buddy, like, works up like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I guess like, uh, the, the, uh, some, some like, uh, like, uh, not police dogs, but like, I don't know, like security dogs, they, they train them in German. And Mm -hmm. my, my buddy tried to do that a long time ago. And this, he had like this wolf dog that just would not, it it would get too excited and it wouldn't listen. And I mean, I've never heard plots plots like oh he would just like screaming all the time and i'm just like talk to him in english man he doesn't want to like just talk to him regular dude <laughs> it, like never the language they just know commands you know yeah. you can say it whatever language they learn it in is what they know it as you know it's yeah it was just, he just would oh i just felt like he just always screamed that and i was just like enough with the enough with the plots man just give him a damn bone chill out so it's, it's gonna be okay and he, it would get really excited. I, I love the dog. He was so cool. He would get really excited when I came over and he would always pee a little bit. And so my buddy was like, <laughs> I was like, like Blake, I love you, but like, I really fucking yeah. hate when you come I had a German Shepherd. When I was growing up, we had a German Shepherd, Heidi. And she would pee when she got really excited too, whenever someone would come over. So like when the new people were coming over, we'd have to like put her somewhere else because she's just all over everything. I had, a, like, I had a quiche hound named a Heidi oh, when I was growing up. I don't even know what a quiche hound is. I don't either. Now, that's okay. But we have <laughs> like one more thing. Hound or? No, but we have one more thing together. Yeah. Dogs named Heidi. Heidi dogs. See, Blake. The mysteries. I, I bring they're out like, the mysteries. <laughs> they're super. They're like super fluffy. They're definitely. They're generally like black and gray. Um. Yeah. K e e s h o n d. They're aggressive. <laughs> they're yeah. Well, this one right here, she has huge ears, so uh, she responds to verbal commands more so than anything. Uh, See, my dogs are old. They're but, old but and lazy, so they get excited for about five minutes, and they're like, "All hey, right, snap time. That was fun, guys. Bye." <laughs> Not this one. Sweet. This, this one goes crazy. She's she's eight years old. She still gets super excited. Oh wow! Yeah, she runs around when she sees people. She runs around barking. She's so happy. Still <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a pit bull that doesn't bark. She howls like oh, she, she she has to like try to bark. She'll be like and it'll like scare. Her. She'll be like woof, and then she'll like be like scare what herself. What I just do. <laughs> But she'll, yeah, when, when she gets really excited, she, she like owls at people and like the vet loves her. Like she goes to the vet and they just, oh man, she's, she's a trip. I like vets. I found both of my dogs in the street and I feel like they like me That's a little right. bit more because of that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. They, like, like they know thankful. they're spoiled they're as shit, but they know. Yeah. They're grateful. Like this guy didn't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just left us where we were. That's not yeah, <laughs> but they, they also ended up being like awesome. One of them used to run away a lot, and then we'd always be like, "If he runs away again, I'm not going after him." And then of course, you do. You keep going after him because you love the little fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, they both like. I mean, they never, never like tore up furniture or did crazy stuff like that. Like they've like as far as dogs go with like this is the stuff I've seen other people go through. Like yeah, and, and people are like, "Where'd you get that?" Like, I found him in the street. It's just like mm-hmm. it just brought him in. I, I don't know. I mean, I think. I'm one of those people who believe there's no such thing as a bad dog. There's just bad owners, yeah. and bad people who like train them or uh, kind of ingrain bad habits in them or yeah. abuse them and cause them to have PTSD. And I think like with, you have to work through that. Like I think with dogs, I don't know about cats, but with dogs, it feels like you have to be engaged with them. They have to feel like you're there's engagement, like you are attentive and you have to connect with them. And yeah. dogs, I think you can do that with dogs. Like they will, you know, 
if you spend enough time with them and they get to know you, they'll, you know, they'll get in line. Yeah. But, you know, you can't be one of those people who just gets a dog and doesn't train it and leaves alone for eight to 10 hours a day and then expects it to be like well-behaved yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're yeah, with I it. Don't, or, I don't, you know, I don't, you don't get like, people that do that. You don't like people that buy dogs and, and leave like, them outside all the time. I don't yeah. get that either. No, that's, you don't do that. Or like you get a dog and you're like, you're always out of town. You have somebody watching it all the time. Yeah. And then like, and then you don't understand why when you get home, it's just like neurotic mess and doesn't listen <laughs> to you. And it's like, well, you didn't train it. You know, you just kind of like an accessory or like a piece of furniture. It's not like a part of your family, you know? So. Yeah. And my sister just got a cat kind of the same way. Um, she got this cat, Gary. They were carrying it. They were bringing in groceries and this cat just ran into their house. And then they were like, oh, this is a cool cat. And they took it to the vet mm-hmm. and it was healthy and and so now I'm kind of like, we've never had a cat, but my sister's cat's really cool. And now I'm kind of like, you always see those videos online where like the cat and dogs are like hanging out and you're like, yeah. that's so cool. I'm, just, and- I'm allergic to cats really. So like, oh, I can't really, yeah. can't really be around them too much. My mom had a cat named Sparky. She found under the hood of a car. She that's- was walking down the street at night in the neighborhood she was living in and she heard the cat crying and it was like stuck up under the undercarriage in a, and under in the truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they, she found the owner. She knew whose truck it was and they got it out and then she kept it called sparky <laughs> dave where, where'd you get your cats at did you, did you find them in weird places or did you get them from a store or um let me think uh the two current ones that we have one walked up to us in our backyard one one <laughs> afternoon we were just like outside and he rolled up and we're like hey what's up with you buddy and we started giving him like food and he was like super uh appreciative and like he would run and grab like a, a a mouthful of food and like try to crunch it up while he's walking over to like get pets and like meow at us and then like so, like <laughs> super cool and then uh the second cat we got was uh my partner she has a friend in new jersey who uh her daughter is part of like a rescue and veterinarian stuff and like so it was like a a foster cat and like she was like well are you gonna bring him home and she's like yeah so sweet so that's Stuart <laughs> little who is now this gigantic black cat and then <laughs> chairman meow is the older boy that we have and <laughs> we call him we call him mr cha-cha or the bb boy or anything like that and then uh a couple like a month ago a month or two ago we fostered uh, a mother and her four oh wow kittens. and so you, we, still, you still have them we we have the mother and the one that i named which is whittle piddle so it's like this boy kitten who's awesome i don't know how but, like i see the pictures you post and i'm like um so, like how do so you give them away home already one bunch of those cats found homes already so yeah so mr bojangles went first because he's like super adventurous and really curious and really cool cat and like climbing all around and like being your buddy and then there was like the two ladies uh the two uh female cats which was chickadee and pepper one was like super soft gray cat like really pretty head and then like uh pepper was like this all black cat and then they went to one home and then whittle piddle and bell the mother has stayed with us you think you're gonna keep them my partner doesn't want us to keep him keep either of them but mm. i do so <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see what happens. Uh, they're still up for adoption. So if anyone who is listening is in the Delmarva area and 
you're interested in some kitties. Uh, Belle is super, super chatty, really smart, um, really friendly, and Whittle Piddle like loves his mom. But you know, if you can't get two cats, we can of course split them up. But Whittle Piddle is also like super lovable, super chill. Um, I don't know, pick him. I can like pick him up and just like kiss on him, and he's just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and like roll him around on 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 the on the bed and like tickle his tummy and stuff like that. I don't know. We got some good cats. Um, but Belle, the mother, is like chases our previous two cats around the house. Mm. She wants to play with them, but they're they like don't want nothing terri- to do with her. No, they're terrified of her. And so they, <laughs> they make these awful yowling sounds that? and just runs away. No, she's small. She like does this charge thing to like or like tries to chase them around. They ain't having it, dude. Like the <laughs> both of them like run to the highest point in the house and just like look down at whatever and just <laughs> growl or yowl. That's amazing because they, they too. I remember they didn't get along at first. Right now they're tight as thieves, right? And yeah, then, I mean they and they wrestle and do doofy shit to each other all the time. But then like you introduce these two new ones, like Whittle Piddle wants to play with them too, and they're just like, oh. <laughs> It's like, dude, he's just chirping and like showing you his belly. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But you know, whatever. So, you, so they're not in the basement anymore. They're no, 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 no. They're in my office actually. They're in my office, and then we bring them out to like socialize. Yeah, I just heard about that. Like, when you get new cats, you have to like you you like have them together for a part of the day, and then you have to separate them and kind of like. Yep ease it in there i didn't i didn't know about that till recently yeah, we, we had them in a cat carrier in the basement for a few weeks and then like we moved them up to my office so like our cats can start like sniffing like just smelling them smelling the smells from between a door and then like we started kind of like introduce like opening the door to like let the cats come out a little bit and hang out upstairs and then you know they all started kind of like okay okay who's this and then they all got like rambunctious and excited and curious and they started running down the stairs these stairs right here (laughs) and uh just running around the house so yeah and then then we found some some adopt and adopt ers adopt ors and uh we both thought about getting another (laughs) i thought about getting another dog like to have uh, her to have a a buddy but she is this dog's so used to having uh undivided attention Mm -hmm. i don't think it would go over too well I mean, it would work for future Kickstart campaigns. That when he did Dust Pirates, he kept taking pictures of his dog, and he was like, "Please, please back my campaign so I can feed my dog." And I was like, "That's <laughs> hey, the most man, genius any, shit." Any, yeah, yeah, I'll do anything. I don't care. <laughs> Kevin's, for... Kevin's 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 eating hot wings, and and you're like guilt you're guilt tripping everybody with yep. cute animals. Hey, like... <laughs> I'm not Keanu Reeves, all right. I need <laughs> <laughs> I need help. I think maybe when she gets to be a senior, like really old, I might get a puppy just to see if it helps her, uh, you know, stay yeah. young. Yeah. You know, but right now she's still in her prime and she still needs like a lot of attention. And mm. same, of with, I, same with me. I, I get that too. So yeah. <laughs> same feels. <laughs> I'm in my prime and I need more attention. More attention, yeah. buddy. I, I need to be the priority. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be number two or number three. I need to be number one. I always thought it would be funny to get like, so I had a, I've had two English Mastiffs uh, in, in my life and, one of them dogs. oh man my hercules was 223 pounds when he was like healthy and, and happy wow. 
it's like I, 20 pounds less than me yeah it was like, it was like, a, like a, he, he was he was huge but i mean like wouldn't hurt a fly the only thing that was like his his tail was like right at dude nut level and so yeah. when he got happy like his tail would go and i mean like he'd drop you if it got you like you're on your it's knees man just, it would, he would knock like glasses and and pop cans off tables and stuff with it just like oh shit you uh, say pop yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do. Midwest, I man. <laughs> yeah, I'm the other I'm side of the Mississippi. City. The other <laughs> side of that Mississippi, baby. But uh, I always thought it'd be cool to get like a pug puppy and an English Mastiff puppy, like at the same time, and they like. One of them gets huge and one of them doesn't, but they kind of look the I same. The pugs are scared. I, I worry. I would. I would never get a pug just because the health issues. Yeah, they have tons of it. Well, and ah, both of them, you have to go to breeders now, and it's just like there's so many dogs that like. Yeah, I would. Need I, love. I would never. I would, I would get a rescue yeah. no matter yeah. what. Yeah. I would go find yeah. a. Yeah, I have the the pug ride the mastiff. That's true. Which would be great. <laughs> That, that, that would get Blake's buzz on the map. Some viral pug riding, massive riding videos. Just like, yeah, come come for the pups and and stay for the comic talks and give me that ad money, baby. Is that what this podcast Whoa. is about? Comics? I didn't even. <laughs> I don't know what they're about anymore, man. Gout, <laughs> gout, <Hey> gout. <laughs> comics, time traveling, cats, fostering spite. cats. Yeah, spite. What what we do for spite and out of spite and dogs <laughs> i think spite is a great motivator for to to an extent but then like it eats you up eats you up well yeah, yeah it's like you gotta you can't like just harness and harbor that negativity yeah. for but it's good it's like a cat it's like caffeine you know it's like oh i'll give you a little boost yeah well, but then too much but then do... too much of it you get a headache yeah. and you get sleepy yeah 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 it's like running on like bad gas like you gotta run on some clean gas but every once in a while you can throw that junk in there you know just get you from <laughs> point a to point b you yeah. know say you gotta say you're like on, on vapors or running you know low on steam and then someone Shit. pisses you off you just like oh yeah that'll fucking kill me for <laughs> fuck that person <laughs> i'll show them <laughs> but like like but i, I mentioned earlier that's a lot of the stuff that you don't get with uh with kickstarter that that kickstarter side of the social of the social media spectrum and just like dealing with people like everybody's just so excited and you don't get that that kind of there's no like I'm, i haven't come across across any like kickstarter trolls like now that i've said that i'm sure well, they'll, they'll are, come out of the people, corners like, there's people who go around and like will fund like drop down money like buy a, a, a high tier or like put down like thousand dollars on mm-hmm. the campaign like get drawn in the they, book and then bail no mm-hmm. well whatever it is and then when it comes time they'll back out after the, bu- the book's been funded and like mm. when you go to release the funds and like apparently there's like a some folks doing that right now trolling that way well we'll shit. Just, like, go and like grab up tears and I had shit, that happen to me like, once, but uh, that happened on Dust Pirates and Star Wars. So either maybe they was just, able to to like be put like, on my yeah. books, but <laughs> yeah, it's that no, it's that dude from the restaurant. <laughs> he's like he finds all your kickstarter campaigns and he he, 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 he gets he gets he's, he's gonna buy your art and then he bails on it <laughs> well Son all the commissions have, have come through there was just a couple nice. there was one on that uh, starweed where there was a uh, uh you could buy it was the 420 level and it was uh you get alex wilson the writer will go run a uh, obstacle course oh the like obstacle a, course yeah 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 so someone snatched it up and then they also spent like $500 on like a bunch of other rewards, like higher price rewards. And then, and Alex was like, I think they might be trolling because this is weird. And 
And then, lo and behold, yeah, they just, they didn't, they backed That's out. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. How dare they? How dare they? Starweed is so no, fucking good think, too, those jerks. Well, we still funded. We still, I mean, you know, we still broke yeah. our goal by $1,000. Uh-huh, jokes on them. I mean, yeah, it didn't, it didn't like cause us any, you know, it just less money out of our pocket. That's all. But Shout like, out to Alex. He is so nice. He, yeah, so cool. he, he saw me on Twitter talk about how, we all just everybody with student loans just got the email saying like hey january 31st you know covid's over everybody's fine now we're gonna start charging you for your student loans again and i've been paying on a private loan too but so now the government's gonna want their money in january and that's one of the reasons why i was like i really have to get in control of like my comic book spending and this pull list and the stuff that i'm buying and he messaged me and he was like hey man like i saw you you know talking about how like you know thinking about cutting back on comics and stuff and he's like just so you know like you know we tony and i are really happy that you backed and like you know but like we can kind of like do you just want like a t-shirt you don't have and i was like no i want your comics dude like you weren't the one i was talking about but it was i was like man that was it was he's man life happens you know like yeah like you know yeah if someone someone says hey i you know i back the same but then i you know looked over my finances and i i just can't do it i'm like man i get it yeah yeah it's easy out here so yeah it's hard it's hard yeah. being it's hard out, it's, it's hard out here for a nerd you know just for any yeah for anybody <laughs> unless you're uber wealthy you know but it's just yeah living is expensive so but yeah, he yeah. just I, that that made me feel good. I was like, but it was just funny because I was like, I no, yours, you were the comics that I want to buy. It's these like oh, we buying that too. buying twelve issues of X Men a month because I've I've been here this long and feel like I need to keep buying them. Yeah, don't so do I have that. like a, that fear that's of missing stupid. out. Like that's what I'm trying to cut back on. Or I mean, I would trade trade weight on those. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Gold. And variants. I'm really bad about. Uh, I'm that. Yeah, I I don't no yeah, comment, dude. It's it's and and it's not even like the ratio variants that come from the publishers like i was addicted to like the store exclusive stuff like i have a lot of covers i paid after shipping like 20 bucks for the issue for and my buddy he was even like what are you gonna do with them and i was like i put them in a box <laughs> it's like I, I know they're in that box and maybe one day i'll hang one up in a frame but i mean yeah so i just a lot of the stuff i was like man why am i i'm not like the wealthiest person like i, I can't pay 20 bucks an issue for a comic book that's just crazy <laughs> yeah well with ancient noise we have no variants and you get a 100 page comic for was what's the trade 20 bucks it's 30 bucks? it's 118 it's 118 for 20 24.99 but it's 30 dollars. it's a 30 dollar uh tier because it includes shipping, shipping. Yeah. yeah right so like you guys I, don't have to yeah worry yeah. about that i think everybody well and you guys like are you guys um do you i haven't seen the actual single issues of a of a white no, of a ancient noise um single do you guys nerd out on like the paper stock and like you get like the cardstock covers or because that's I like know. the new deal now like the prestige relief I just, thing i just talked to my printer who's out in pittsburgh it's a kness kness.com and i say hey ken what do you think and he's like this and i'm like nice <laughs> and that's as far as i go like i mean i don't you know i think that the quality i mean again i think the quality of monthly comics from bigger publishers like uh, have gone down mm-hmm. i think like a lot of this paper stock is like a joke really really <laughs> yeah right it's 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 a joke some of it is a joke some like of now like really... now with moisture wrinkles every month right no you're right you're right but like some of the other books are like solid um and our 
Yeah, I guess you haven't had our single issues. So our single issues are generally like hearty of heartier stuff. Nice. When you get it, it's it smells good. It's thick. It just it feels good in your hand. Um, it'll last a Tony's, long time. Yeah, they last long. Tony's lines look great. Uh, the colors are are popping. You know, we don't really lose anything in transition from digital to to print. Nice. And uh, so yeah, for, with that, like the quality of our I I. I stand by the quality of our comics for sure. Like we've, I mean, not again, you, you got to toot your horn, but we're going to toot our horn now. It's like, well, that's what we're know, here to do. We're, <laughs> we've had many a pro come to our table at conventions and be like, holy shit, you guys are legit. Like this looks like a real comic. And it's just like, cause it is a real comic. <laughs> it's really comic. Um, but yeah. So like, yeah, I think you'll be pleased with with what it is that we we provide you. And I think that people who have also backed our previous Kickstarters can can attest to that. Like, you know, yeah, Dave and Tony deliver a fucking great product. Also, yeah. I send shit like again, I was a retailer. I send shit bagged and boarded. Um, I get those nice T mailers, if you know what that mm -hmm. those are. They they're just like cardboard hoodles. Um, I try to spare no expense when it comes to that because there, if there's one thing that I hate is is getting damaged product or damaged DIY product. But I understand, like I just I give a fuck. I give a fuck about what we're doing. So yeah, yeah, we're yeah. sturdy boys and we make sturdy comics. <laughs> sturdy boys <laughs> making sturdy comics. There you go. Name there's of the, the there's the log line the for your omnibus yeah. guys. <laughs> name it. Name it. If that's the name of this uh this episode for you. Sturdy, sturdy boys. Sturdy boys. Sturdy boys making sturdy comics. <laughs> That'll sell. I'll get yeah. That, 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 that's our new, that could be our publishing inference. Sturdy boys. Sturdy boys. Sturdy boys <laughs> comics. I mean, it's a really good name. Press. Or we could start well, a boy band. Were, <laughs> the one we've been uh, ruminating on is sausage and peppers. Ooh, I like that. Oh, you got, yeah, I, I love food. Peppers. So like sausage <laughs> and peppers press is like is that's like an image that will like because you know if, if either one of us is making sausage and peppers, we'll like take pictures of it and send it to each other. Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> where did that where did that tradition come from? Oh, we're Italian, Italian. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we my mother's my mom's maiden name is Ragusa. Well, I mean, I I guess I send pictures of all the food that i cook to yeah. everybody she makes sausage and peppers no oh, why i don't she know that. she's probably she might not be from the northeast yeah like I, we were I we're like lasagna thing. pasta uh, i mean that too but and... sausage and peppers is the uh go-to like uh you got home what do you want for dinner it's, uh, sausage and peppers i got yeah. some sausages i got some peppers i got some, some pasta. sweet onions got some, got some sweet yeah. onions got some sauce tomato sauce mm -hmm. so you yeah. do sauce them it's not just like chunks oh, of sausage yes. and peppers generally tomato sauce yeah okay a marinara now i use turkey sausage now because i don't fuck with the yeah. red meat they make that crazy chicken sausage stuff too that has like all yeah. sorts of weird shit packed in it like yeah. it's weird man like i mean it, it started like normal but it's starting to get weird it's like i swear to god i like trader joe's had like a, a chicken and chicken and maple syrup and tofu and fago or something it was fucking gnarly That's i was like right. yeah here in montana <laughs> luckily there's like a lot of farms and ranches so you can get like uh locally sourced stuff that is oh wow yeah we have a good food we, have, we don't have a good food we don't have a uh, like a whole foods here it's called good food store and it's like i don't know if it's montana based but it uh, carries a lot of montana town and country product. yeah got that too town and country is really for good me, where i live uh like good food stores down the street so it's easy to get to hmm. that's a good name for a store yeah good food G store gf gfs you call it I can't afford yeah. to shop at Whole Foods. Like, I want to. Well, I'll get meats and stuff there. But, yeah. Because the rest of it is like, you know, I get feta cheese anywhere. It doesn't matter. Or I yeah. get like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or noodles or whatever the hell. 
but for meats, I try to, I tend to try to go to the, the, the good food store for the meats. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so I buy I'm not getting anything crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't cheap meat freaks stuff. me out. Like just like yeah, I no, mentioned earlier, like stuff in a can, cheap meat. Nope. Cheap meat makes you sick. Yeah, that's what causes. I mean, I don't, I'm okay. I, I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> I heard the word on the street is that stuff causes cancers. <laughs> oh really? Cheap meats. Well, cheap meats. They got all that crazy shit in it, antibiotics and steroids and all kinds of shit. So like. You know, if you eat a lot of that stuff, like yeah, every once in a while you'd be fine. But like mm. a lot of people, every meal they have has cheap meat in it. Yeah. If you're always eating, if you're eating cheap meat all day, that's gonna fuck with your colon. Oh, that nitrates all in your yeah. hiney hole. This is that old man talk we're talking about. <laughs> nitrates, nitrates in your hiney holes. Yeah. That's right, man. Yeah, I'm turning 45 soon. I might be going for that colonoscopy. You know, like, <laughs> things you gotta think about. Also, to be fair, Doctor Gregory sounds pretty good. Just, uh, just throw that out there. <laughs> it if you, does. If you, you know, I don't. I don't know if you're going for it. We're going to use that thinking somewhere. about a career change or something, but Dr. Yeah. Gregory. <laughs> as much of a doctor as Dr. Dre or Dr. Oz, <laughs> Dr. Phil. <laughs> doctor Dr. Phil. Yeah. He wasn't a real doctor either. Was he? Uh, That's another one of the lies of my youth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I just found out the other day, Ray Liotta isn't even Italian. He's Scottish. No shit. Yeah. And, and Robert De Niro is one quarter Italian. Well, yeah, I knew that. He's, he's Irish mostly. Wow, yeah. they look so Italian. Well, that's or why he wasn't. Maybe made they in look Goodfellas, Italian because that's what we've been. Yeah. That's what no, we've been that's programmed Henry to Hill see. Wasn't made Goodfellas. Henry Hill was yeah, but, half Irish, wasn't he? Well, De Niro was too. He wasn't oh, he made. Was? He was only Pesci. Okay. No. Speaking of Tony, are you are you rewatching the entire Sopranos right now? Yeah, I'm uh, at season six, uh, season the se- second part of season six, and I'm on like episode six, so I got oh, like wow. six more to go, and I'm done. Yeah. I, I assumed you were because of your Instagram, and I was yeah. like, I was like, because it's just out of nowhere. Well, well, I guess it's I, not out of nowhere, but the it's, new it's, the it's, movie. It's, yeah, the movie, and also it's not as much a rewatch as because I watched it when it came out on HBO, but I didn't see all the episodes, mm. so I saw like a bunch of season one and a bunch of season two and then i missed a lot of season three and maybe season four but then i did watch season five and i kind of knew what was going on because it was just in the ether like as soon as i said where you went you'd be like this is what happened on sopranos and you kind of could follow the story without even (laughs) watching it at the time and then i would and i had hbo and i was watching this is like in you know 2005 2006 so i'd still watch it so like i'm watching some of it and it's a rewatch but then a lot of it is also new because i didn't see yeah seasons of it so for me it's like makes it even better you know so yeah. like, and then yeah and then the movie the movie's coming out so i'm just kind of like finishing it right in time to watch the movie so it's like you've been making me wonder because i haven't watched it since it like i watched it as it aired and like it's so good man the writing is just so yeah. so good it's not even like a gang it's not even a gangster show really it's more just like the a family drama family drama with like existential like dread and it goes into psychology and and dream dream therapy and and all that stuff is just so fascinating to me yeah it's a, it was a, it was a deep like, show it really was it made you like it made you care about characters and also show you how horrible they are you know and it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to. Yeah. Everyone knows that was a great show. It's not TV. It's HBO. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's true. That they, don't, they don't fuck around. <laughs> yeah, because then you watch it and then you realize the context and think about it and all the shows that have come since. And you're like, yeah, they're all just trying to do that show. They're yeah. all just trying to do their version of that, you know? Yeah, it's we used crazy. to do every Sunday. Um, so, like, my mom's family always had did, like, the, the Sunday dinners and stuff. And so, like, Sundays – or either for Chiefs football or, you know, we were, we used to have people over every Sunday for the Sopranos and, and we'd cook and have like, have dinners and stuff. And, mm. you know, my whole, my whole family gets high and, you know, this is back, back in the day, like before, like 
really great smoke was around i mean it was around but it was like hard to find and like here anyway and uh and so you know it's just like the just like smoking cheap stuff all the time and my my, we had this friend named tom and he would come over and just he'd get super stoned and then he mentioned like years later he was like he was like dude i was at your house for every episode of the sopranos and and he's like i'm, I'm watching it again i didn't remember anything he's like you guys <laughs> got me so high every sunday it was just like i just totally forgot everything we watched well, that's one of those shows too where like you will there's so many so much context and so much detail so many details yeah that you'll miss things and you rewatch it and be like oh yeah i noticed that or pick up on that i also say like about a million times when i talk and now i'm just that's how it is sorry I think <laughs> a lot of us do now i think yeah. it's like um and so uh, yeah i think so is like the new thing where it's just <laughs> people will they'll talk 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 and then they'll end the sentence with so and then it's like it's like the audible ellipses so <laughs> and it's like is that it are we done what's going on now it's your turn to talk yeah how do i but how do i answer whatever it is because it sounds like you finished your thought yeah so i did it i just did it <laughs> it is it's real it's very real the other thing is uh my sister and I joke about it, but it's, uh, you know, who has the best, like everybody always starts a fucking conversation with that shit now, or it's like, you know, who has the best crab cakes, you know, who has the best sausage and peppers, you know, who has the best adoptable pets, you know, who has the best comics, you know, who has the best beard wax. It's just like always, you know, who has the best. And it's just, you know, who has you, the you, best you, gout. Yeah. Dr. Tony, Dr. Tony, Dr. Tony Gregory, the podiatrist, a man who knows his gout. Out. so much so because he has it so, <laughs> so that's where we are all right all about the gout all about the gout with dr gregory <laughs> oh man that's the ep- that's the episode name right there all about the dirty gout boys. with dr gregory no it's dirty boys dirty boys i dirty. still I, <laughs> I, I still like i i do like about the gout with tony gregory <laughs> dr gregory I'll just we'll, I'll just have you guys on for future episodes. We'll just do really weird. Just yeah, really, all these like yeah hyphenated. When, weird I, when I was in when I was in elementary school, uh, I I did a science project for science fair about uh, mold, and I call it the fungus among us. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Wordplay. I always been great at wordplay. Isn't that also a uh, uh, the band, the dude, the bass player? Fuck, what is their uh, Primus? Don't they have a, a album, something like that? Oh, they might. Yeah, Les Claypool. Yeah, maybe. I did it before him. So okay. Well, I, I, let, <laughs> I was in Les, elementary school in the eighties. Les, Les Claypool. No, is yeah, a Les thief. Claypool. <laughs> It's a, it's Les a, it's a, <laughs> it's a incubus. It's an incubus album. Oh, wow. Sorry, Les Claypool. Well, definitely. Yeah, I definitely outdated them. Man. This is like <laughs> 1985 or something. I did this. So. Yes. Well, incubus owes Dr. Gregory money. It sounds like. Yeah. Just, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So you need <laughs> write to do them a letter. Free, you need to do a couple more 311 cruises to pay me hey, off. That, that guy sued the Nirvana <laughs> people for showing his dick on their cover. So, I mean. <laughs> There's a way to get money in this country somehow. On that exactly. note, speaking of money, get your wallets out, ladies and gentlemen, and head over to Kickstarter. <laughs> but for real, uh, Dave and Tony, like uh, this was really fun. Uh, Dave, awesome having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Tony, I you just can't quit me, man. You can always come back on the show too. 
Thanks, Blake. Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, man, it was yeah. it was so Love fun. Uh, everybody, please like this Kickstarter is worth your attention. It's sci-fi. It's it's great, heady sci-fi. Tony's art is it's just on another level. I love it. It's he's one of my favorite artists. Um, and yeah, so go to Kickstarter. Look up Ancient Noise. You can buy the singles, which, as we've talked about, are built wonderfully. Feel good in the hand. The pages feel nice. They smell nice. They look nice. These mm. are some nice comics that you guys want to buy. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Or you can get the trade. Every Everything together looks good on the shelf. Uh, guys, real quick, uh, Tony, let's start with you. I know you got to roll out. Where can we find you on the interwebs? Where's a good place to keep track of you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Tony Gregory, Tony G. Uh, and on Instagram, Tony Gregory, T-O-E-K-N-E-E, Gregory. And he's got a really cute dog that needs to eat, which is another reason why you need to back this Kickstarter. It's a, a, be- a beautiful pup with a, with a hungry, hungry belly. Now, Dave... Where are you? Where are you at on the socials? Where do we find you at, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at David Crispino on both. I mean, simple. And then I'm going to have a website soon, davidcrispino.com. You could go to Kickstarter and find my profile there. You'll see that I both back and create projects. So you can find, you could follow me there. And then I'm on Facebook still. You can find me there. <laughs> Same thing, David Crispino, making it easy for everybody to find me. Yeah, so it's not hard, ladies and gentlemen, to look up this wonderful writer, this wonderful artist. It's also not hard to get pick up their comics. Uh, they're available online. They're on Comicsology. They're on Kickstarter. They're mm-hmm. if you look for them, you can find them. I found them, and I hope you guys listen to this, and I hope you head to that campaign and put your pledge in because I think this book is worth it. I've been lucky enough to read the final issue. It's a wild ride. I'm, I'm here to scream your awesomeness from the rooftops. If anybody yeah, will listen to me. That. Thank you, Blake. Hey, no problem. Thanks. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you. Yeah, Thumbs up. Appreciate you. Woo! We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Yay. Didn't say anything too inflammatory here. No. Bad. Well, gout. <laughs> it definitely dragged gout. Yeah, for sure. Holy shit. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good one.